0: Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kohansky. Uh, Today we have, let's see if I don't butcher this up, Tamara Burkett with... La Sassy Enterprise. How did I, how did <laughs> that I do was,
1: That was close. That was, that close? was close? All right.
0: Now, close. how about you say it properly for okay. the audience?
1: Okay. I'm Tamara Burkett with Selassie Enterprise.
0: Selassie Enterprise. Yes. See, I just I have my tongue. Blah, That's blah, okay. Blah. All right. So we're going to get <laughs> into this now. All right. So before we get into what you do mm-hmm. in your business, um, how about you, uh, let's uh, give yourself, uh, give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you are. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I always ask is, or one of the things I ask is, you know, if you could uh, describe yourself in three words, what would that be?
1: <laughs> three words? That's so all Three I words.
0: I mean, three different words. I mean, oh, you know, who, okay. who are you?
1: Okay, three words. So I am tenacious. Tenacious? I used to call myself tenacious T back in the day. Nice. <laughs> um, I am um, very uh, um, lighthearted and... I'll say my third one. Hmm. What would it be? I would say um, I'm very
0: unique. Unique. I just there come you with go. A
1: common word. Unique.
0: I like that. <laughs> unique. So, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background. You know, how did you get started with Selassie Enterprises, and why?
1: Okay, sure. So, I'm born and raised in Milwaukee. Grew up around Washington Park area. Um, and so I started Selassie um, really after I've been in the corporate um, world and I really saw this this need and this passion for um, building relationships in, in the business. Um, area and so Selassie came out of that need to um, help small business owners build closer connections with their clients and in in a different way not just in the the you know the, the science the scientific way of building systems and processes and you know um, follow-up but also looking at it from an artistic way what is the art? of building those connections and keeping people engaged. And, and what, how do you build those relationships in a way that people want to spread the word about you and can't really imagine their lives without you or don't want to because you're more than just a service provider or a person that makes this special awesome widget, but you're, you're a part of their lives. You make their life better. Um, so I decided to create Selassie enterprise uh, to really speak to that and consult with small business owners and help them in uh, scaling their business so they can be more of a trusted advisor than just um, that guy that you go to for, for whatever service.
0: So what, what drives you to do this? I mean, that's a lot to you know to get those raving fans, or to mm-hmm. help those small businesses to understand those raving fans. I mm-hmm. mean, why why did you uh, you know decide? Hey, I'm going to help other businesses do this.
1: Well, it came out of uh, a, a few different places. One, growing up as a young adult, um, I was not. Uh, that that good in maintaining relationships. I kind of sucked at it. I was not a good friend, I can admit <laughs> um, because it, it was uh, it, it took more energy to maintain a relationship no matter what type of relationship it was. Um, other than just like meeting somebody for the first time, getting excited about that that first two or three encounters and then once that excitement goes away, it's like, eh. I was one of those people. So that was something I had to develop because in in my career, um, client retention was like this huge thing. Um and it, it almost costs it almost cost the organization to go down. We almost went under because we weren't paying attention to our clients. So I was kinda like baptized in fire uh and and learned the business aspect of it. And then it's the personal aspect of like not being a good friend that I really had to learn these things. And then as a consumer, um there've been plenty of times where I was treated terribly um or felt like the customer service sucked at a time where you know access to to the competition or having options for For other products and services was hard to come by because, like, we didn't have the internet or the internet was new, so you couldn't search for it. So, like, because there there was no competition, it was almost like you had to put up with this bad customer service. You had to put up with the business way of doing things because it was convenient for them, not for me, the consumer. So those three experiences really combined. Um, for me to say, you know what, I I want to change the world in this way. Uh, let me help business, small business owners understand um, the benefits from really treating your client well.
0: I, I really like that. And if you really go back to it, sometimes it's harder to bring on new clients than it is to retain the ones that you have.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it, once Absolutely. you retain them and keep coming back and you have those raving fans, mm-hmm. I'm actually looking for... Um, there was an article written
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay, it's 1,000 people By Kevin Kelly Wrote the article called 1,000 True Fans And he writes about that If you can get that, that those fans Whether it be you need 100 or 1,000 mm-hmm. To be able to follow you And, and mm-hmm. buy whatever you say mm-hmm. And they do whatever you do mm-hmm. Life is going to be easy
1: yeah. And sometimes you don't have to have a thousand or a hundred. Sometimes you only need like 50 or 40. Exactly. So, and, and all of that kind of stems from like your process. So I always tell people your CRM system is like the lifeblood of your business. It's the central nervous system. And if you're not in there every day, um, being able to identify who's on your warm list, who's on your hot list, then you're you're really missing out. You're you're missing the big picture. For one, it's you know when you build relationships, it's about talking to your clients um, in terms of what's important to them, and that's that's always going to be family. It's always gonna be like their personal lives. That's what drives them to do what they do in business. Um, And so it's from there, it's from really understanding and and getting to know your people on that personal level. Are you able to determine like where they are on your, your CRM list? Or your client list, and working it in that way, it becomes a lot of fun. Unless you don't like people, then exactly. <laughs> if you don't like
0: people, I mean, uh, then I don't think I, you, I don't should I, different... you should be in business. Or maybe there's a different. You should be working at the toll booth, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you got to see people. Maybe just
1: day. on the computer all you day. On you know? all day.
0: All right, this is a perfect time to plug in uh, Exacto Corporation. Very grateful for them to be a sponsor of mine. Uh, without them, I would not have this beautiful city or beautiful. Studio out in Brookfield, Wisconsin, and to tag on to what Tamara was talking about, take a listen to episode 32 where I talk with um, the director of Exacta, and we go and talk about their CRM too, and how that is really helping people stay in front of their connections. So it's very important. So that's a really good tie into what you are doing there. So Mm -hmm. what have been some of your challenges along the way as you've gotten going to this, you know, whether it be um, in the business itself and getting it started up Mm -hmm. or having your clients understand the power Mm -hmm. of these relationships? Mm
1: -hmm. So one of the biggest challenges for me is really – that that confidence of knowing that what I have to offer um, is is valuable and and it works I, I know from my standpoint it works and for the clients that I've helped it works but sometimes when when you're when you haven't been in business for like five plus years you're still, there's still that doubt there. So a, a lot of the of the morning routine that I have really consists of mindset, of really understanding that, you know, what the service that I have and my personality and the people that I help, they they're looking for me and they need my service. And it's the energy that I bring. In addition to the information and how I walk people through um, building this this system and this process, that's that's a value. And so I, I have to build up who I am, and build up and work towards that that woman that I want to be, that that awesome just wonderful woman that's just like a beacon of light right <laughs> that walks oh, no into doubt. the room so that's the person that I strive to be every day to just help people in any way that I can and that is what is pulling me through that is what is attracting people to me and want to hear my message
0: that's cool you had to check out a book that's called You're a Badass yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I've a, seen that it's a book. really okay. good book I'm almost okay. finished with it it's, it's one of the, the top books mentioned on this podcast yeah it's. I don't know why, but, but I read it and now. I know why. Um, <laughs> what is one of the funnest things that happens to you when you're talking with a client, mm-hmm. or as you're going through this process of helping others? I mean, what, mm-hmm. what really you know makes you happy when you're helping someone else?
1: I get so excited when I see when I see a clear path of how I can help them and what's truly missing. Because a lot of times. Uh, As business owners, just like in, you know, health and wellness in your business, you see these symptoms in the business. And a lot of times a person can speak to the symptoms, but not to the root cause of the problem. And... For me, I have to get to the root. So asking those questions and I can see it just developing. It's like it's growing and then it sprouts into this tree and I can see it. And it's like, oh, my goodness, this is this is how I can help you. This is what's going on. And I can speak to the challenges that that they have. And then this light bulb goes off. For them, like, that's exactly what's wrong. And so when we make – it's like a spark to me. It's like something that I feel and that I can visually see. And that's so much fun when I I can see that when I can feel that. And when I can't see and feel both, that's when I know that it's not a good fit. Like, um – this isn't going to work, but le- let me guide you to someone who can help you.
0: You know, I like that you say that is let me guide you to someone or refer you to someone that mm-hmm. can help you because mm-hmm. too many times um, in either similar businesses or similar things, we have a tendency to think and grab it all instead of going, there's mm-hmm. enough for everybody. Right. And, you know, it's the same thing regardless, you know, what industry you're in, whether it be podcasters or, you know, whatever you're doing with the appreciation program, Mm -hmm. um, you know what, if you can help someone else out or help another, you know, person within your network to help out, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's always going to come back to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, that is always, that's cool that you're doing that. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, what are like, say, two to three things that a potential client really needs to know about you and your Mm -hmm. services? And- why do they need you?
1: Okay, so a couple of things that people need to know about me. Let's see. So, I'm a I'm a very strategic thinker, and I'm also futuristic. Um, so, when I look at a person's situation, one I want to know where the where the pain is. Um, and I, wanted, I want to know some things about them personally as well because a lot of times things in your personal life affects what's going on in your business. Um, so I really like to get a very good understanding of that person as a whole so that the things that we're addressing, that what we're working on, it's not going to be just for the time that we're working together. It's actually going to work well after we're done with whatever service and things I'm helping you with. Um, And then the other thing it has a lot to do with a person's mindset. I'm very fascinated about how the brain works and how you can, how do you change habits? Because at the end of the day, when you're talking about solving a problem, you're talking about changing a habit. And so I really focus on how can I help you to develop this new habit and stick with it and a lot of times that has to do with with your mindset and how you think so you know i look at those avenues just to make sure that i'm as much of a blessing to you as you are to me i hope that was three (laughs) was that three (laughs)
0: Good. I like that. So who's been, you know, who has been uh, one of your greatest mentors along this entire process or even throughout life?
1: Oh, wow. So I have a lot of of mentors of people that I look up to because they have um, special, I shouldn't say special, but I feel like they have like this supernatural ability or this trait that. Like, that's where I want to get to. That's where I want to go. And so when I have people that are close to me that I I recognize with those traits, I kind of, like, stay as close as I can to them, you know? Um, So one lady um, that I have um, an amazing relationship with, her name is Carla Allison, and uh, she owned a bookstore called Reader's Choice on um, MLK Drive. And um, a professor introduced me to her, and she is, like, this... Spunky, no holds bar lady, and she has this insight. It's almost like she she can tell you what someone else is thinking, and it's like, how do you have that ability? So that's one person that I I keep close connection with. Um, another lady, uh, Tony um, Anderson. She, what I really love about her is that she can provide feedback to someone or or correct someone, and that person walks away feeling good. It's like, how do you do that? She's very tactful and just has a way with language, with words that I absolutely love. So the, between those two, I mean, there have been other people that have come into my life and displayed some type of talent or ability that I just felt was so amazing. Like, I, I just... I need to develop <laughs> and improve that area of my life. And so I look to them for certain things. So those are two of the ladies that I know just like right off the back, I can tell you. Um, but there have been plenty. There are dozens of people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. We always got to have those people in our lives that push us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You
0: know, get us, get us through those rough times and be able to, to talk to and be yeah. able to like, you know, say, hey, you know what? kind of bounce something off of you through a different set of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's really cool. And that's part of what we do at um, our book club that we meet every uh, third Thursday of the month. And, oh, really? Yeah, we're looking at this book right here, Reinvent Yourself, for uh, February 21st, 2019. Ooh. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, if you could go back in time mm-hmm. and and what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Oh, I was such a hot mess back then. I think everybody was like in their 20s where you think you know everything and like <laughs> you're invincible. And so <laughs> um, what I would tell myself is to just focus on learning who you are. Um, so when I think about how I am today and who I was back then, um, I went by uh, I believe that I had to have something I had to whether it was a material thing or a trade or whatever I have to have it before I can do it so then I can be it and I look at today and I follow totally different philosophy I have I have to be first in order for me to do what's required for me to get the results that I want to have and um, And so it really does start with learning about who you are, good and bad. No, you know, no judgment, but just learn about who I am and how I learn and the things I like and the things I didn't like back then and just all those things. I think that was much more important um, than like getting straight A's (laughs) and getting into like this prestigious college and all these things.
0: What are some of the day to day practices that have contributed to your success and happiness?
1: Um, so I, so I pray. I I, I pray a lot, um, and I I do different things to make sure I'm I'm in a good mood. But even when I'm not in a good mood, I follow the that Mel Robbins rule of you just. Get your tail up and do it. <laughs> count to, count down from five and just do it. Um, so I so those those are certain things I do. Like I pray, meditate, um, exercise. A lot of times, um, I'm obsessed with Pilates now.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Uh, I call that like sweet torture. <laughs> I feel invigorated after, but do oh, doing Pilates, man. Let me tell you, it's, it can be rough, but like doing those things, making sure that, uh, you know, I spend time really focusing on myself and my mindset and making sure that I'm physically ready to go. Um, those are things that, that really have contributed to, to my success.
0: That's nice. Let's see here. Where am I going here? Is there any book or quote that has guided you that you want to share?
1: Oh, okay, so um it's this it's this book by Charles Duhigg and it's it's a book about habits. I'm trying to picture the title right now, but I think that book really Who's it by? Um Charles Duhigg. And what I found fascinating about this book and I still tell this tell people to this day that I remember that a time where Target was not doing well. <laughs> um, I Are think,
0: you thinking the power of habit?
1: The power of habits, yeah. Okay. Um, and there's a story in that book about Target. And I, I remember when Target wasn't doing so well. I think Walmart just moved in or something where they were kind of like – down in the dumps where we didn't know if they'll make it and he tells the story about um, target and their analytics and the patterns um, that they developed as they did their 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 market analysis on their customers and things and they and they were able to, Predict someone's purchase, kind of like anticipate someone's purchase, where if if a lady comes in with uh, and she purchases type all different types of moisturizers and and buy kind of like different types of, of food or whatnot, then they can anticipate that she's having a baby. And so they started to customize their their flyers, their coupon flyers, and they decided to do this for this one lady, and the father calls in, upset because his daughter was not pregnant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out, she was pregnant.
0: <laughs> oh wow! And,
1: and it's it's kind of creepy as a consumer, as somebody who loves Tarjay. I love
0: Tarjay. Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of creepy that they can predict my purchase and and what's going on in my personal life. But at the same time, I think it revolutionized the whole the whole like data data analysis type of industry, that whole tech piece, and being able to predict someone's next purchase and what they need in life, which, as a consumer, that's what we say we need. But when it actually happens, it's like, oh, that's too creepy, right? So like just understanding that it's these developments in in business that really impacts life and identifying patterns. I'm really good at identifying patterns. So I was able to connect with that story and how it can change your life. And so that was that book really opened my mind to all these different possibilities and how certain things that we see today came to be. And the importance of reading, <laughs> you know, like I really need to read and know what's really going on. Not just like current events in the news, but these the books that are coming out and the information. Now I'm an information hoarder. If you look at my Kindle, you look at my... Um, Audible, I have script, and then I have books that I have to purge every season. <laughs> like I'm an information hoarder because it's so much information out there to, to, to improve our lives. So that was the book that really changed it for that's me. That's what
0: changed it. That, that's yeah. cool that you put it out there like that. So Trinity Center for Integrative Psychiatry with Dr. To Mala, episode number 26, How Food is Connected to Mental Illness. A very cool episode. Uh, she's an incredible woman and she loves helping individuals out in any way that she can. So, what has you fired up about the future?
1: Oh, my goodness. What has me fired up? Um, the connections that I'm making. And like I said, when, when I talk to someone and I know I'm like, oh, I need to connect you with, with such and such and such. And they make the connection and it it did something for their business or they're excited. and they're, I love that. I, if I'm not talking to people um, on a daily basis, that's business development for me. You know, and so the fact that I get to do that and just have fun with it, that, you know, that blows my mind. So I can just imagine. And so you
0: come full circle from the beginning of this conversation, you went from, um, not being very good at relationships, to being one to connecting people, to making more relationships. Yeah. Not necessarily with yourself, but with others. Yeah. So look at that. Look at it. We're just in less than thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the people in my circle and what's in store for them in the future. And just yeah, I'm I'm excited. So
0: how how do how do the listeners get the hold of you for to get more information?
1: Well, they can always reach out to me on um, LinkedIn, um, Tom or Burkett, uh, my full name. They can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm more active on Facebook than LinkedIn, but either way, you can definitely reach out to me. We can have a conversation, especially if you're a native of Milwaukee. Let's talk about back in the day. That would be
0: awesome. <laughs> I think last time we chatted, we were talk- We talked a lot about back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It. All yeah. right. So I appreciate that. I'll put those notes or those connections in the show notes. So you have those. Also, now we get into the rapid fire questions. So are you ready for this?
1: (laughs) I try to be ready. You try
0: to be ready for this? Okay. But before you do that to get you prepped, (laughs) you get to ask me one question and I'll do my best to answer.
1: Okay. What was your first car and what did you name it?
0: my first car Here. wow you're making me go way back <laughs> i had my fir- i bought my first car when i was 14 going on 15 wow. my parents didn't know it i bought it from a guy <laughs> down i raised my own money it was like $200 car it was a um, oh my goodness what was it it was a was it a thunderbird 1970 72 Thunderbird. It mm-hmm. was gray. It was a rickety old car. Did not have an exhaust, so I had to park it down the block. Took the <laughs> plates off of someone else's car, so no one else wouldn't get a ticket or anything like that. But obviously, it's you know, driving that loud ass car around the neighborhood. My parents finally figured out that um, it was yours. It was me all along. So they made me park it in the garage, and then I decided on. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Thanksgiving one year. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was like I had to be 15 years old at that time, and mm-hmm. decided uh, the car needed some gas. <laughs> Why? Because I needed to drive it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a kid, right? <laughs> right? Right. And so I took it out, and I I crashed it at about 60 miles an hour. Ran into oh. a. Uh, ran into a. Uh, um, a light pole Oh. right in the side, right in the, the door, right where I was sitting like there. And it just oh, like wow. just crippled around the car like that.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. 60 miles an hour.
0: Yeah. I just walked home Un- unscratched. <laughs> just thankful. I mean, just, right. yeah, Thank I mean, just God. I left the car there and walked home. Wow. Yeah. So that was my first car.
1: Did you have to pay for the light pole?
0: No, I never registered. <laughs> I never registered a car. I hope a guy's not listening to this, you know. I never purchased right. I never registered the car. And then when he came knocking on my door, my dad goes, What are you doing selling a car to a 14-year-old? Right. <laughs> that oh, was, that's awesome. But that was personally saw so. Okay. See? That so, was a great story. So no. <laughs> I might have to cut that out. I might no, go to jail for no. that. Maybe a statue of Yeah. Right. That. right. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. My turn. All right. Uh one of my favorite questions is, um, if you were to ask to give a TED Talk, mm-hmm. what would you talk about outside of your expertise?
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, what would I talk about? You know, I am a leather crafter. <laughs> so I would talk about that.
0: <laughs> a leather crafter. I would talk about I, 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 talk I about need a belt. I need a belt. Oh, am I'm, I'm yeah. in mood I'm 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 for one.
1: I can match that to a, a luggage tag for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere what would it say? Wow
1: what would it say? Oh I would just I am that's what it'd be just black with white letters I am I am Mm
0: -hmm. what do you believe is true even though that you cannot prove it?
1: What do I believe is true?
0: (laughs) That you cannot prove
1: That I cannot prove I believe that um I believe that spoiled children have that magic to make things happen. Um, they get things done. And I say that because I'm spoiled. I'm the youngest of four. And I believe that to be true about me. And I can prove <laughs> it with my clients. But I don't know about all the other spoiled children out there.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. Any, any ask or request for the audience and any last parting words?
1: Oh. Yes, I like I said, I, I want people to reach out to me and, and have conversations with me. And so gave you my Facebook and my LinkedIn handle. Um, and my parting words for people uh, today would be um, really just have that courage and go out there and uh, really you know work to make your dreams happen, regardless of how you may feel about yourself or think. You know, whether or not you're able to do it, you just have to start the journey. So if there's something that you've been burning to do, just start doing it. Start telling people and, and you'll get the answers to how as you, as you do.
0: You'd be surprised at how many times you share what you want to do mm-hmm. and where you want to go mm-hmm. with as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. And don't keep it inside Yeah, how far you can go. Absolutely. I wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for that.
1: Right. They'll give you the tools.
0: They'll give you the tools. They'll,
1: they'll, they'll sponsor the yeah,
0: office. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. So let's carry this conversation online on social media. You can find me anywhere on all of it, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All you have to do is look for Local First Podcasts. Um, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to this show. And until next time, talk to you later. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.